One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday the 15th of March. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk TV. Uh, coming up, Jeremy Hunt will extend free childcare to one two-year-olds today, lifting a cap on pensions lifetime allowance and extend the energy price guarantee as he unveils what he's calling his back-to-work budget today. Uh, meanwhile, hundreds of thousands of public sector workers, including teachers, doctors, uh, as civil servants and tube drivers, will strike today in the biggest walkout since the current wave of industrial action began. And a Russian fighter jet has collided with the US spy drone, causing it to crash into the Black Sea as tensions escalate over Ukraine. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Uh, thank you very much indeed for your company. Always appreciate you joining me. Uh, lots and lots and lots to talk about today, all looking ahead to the budget. Now, there was a time, certainly when I started out as a political journalist, you know, 
in the olden days, as my daughter likes to call it, um, when um, if, if a chancellor actually revealed even a single word of the budget, the, the word the, uh, that would be a cataclysmic event. There will be resignations galore, front pages about the outcry over how Parliament had been treated so badly because it had been leaked. Um, and you didn't know a single thing of what was in the budget until the day of the budget. In fact, on occasion, Tony Blair, when he was prime minister, didn't know what was in the budget that Gordon Brown had drawn up until the morning of the budget. Uh, now, though, uh, we get pretty much all of it uh, trailed in advance. An awful lot of what we're going to hear at 12.30 when the Chancellor Jeremy Hunt delivers his spring budget is already known. Uh, crucially, that 30 hours of free childcare. I'm going to put a little inverted commas around the word free uh, to be extended from three and four-year-olds as it currently exists to one and two-year-olds as well. Uh, a one-year extension of the 5p cut in fuel duty. Um, a three-month extension of the energy price guarantee. That's the thing that's supposed to give us an average of £2,500 a year on our, on our heating bills. Uh, but also an increase in the pensions uh, lifetime allowance. That's going to be a massive increase uh, to well benefit some two million people and hopefully keep the likes of senior NHS consultants and GPs staying in their jobs rather than taking early retirement on the golf course. And of course, already heard about that defence budget going up by £5 billion over two years. Jeremy Hunt is calling it a budget for growth. A lot of people are calling it the back-to-work budget. Will any of it achieve any of that? And how much is it going to cost us all? Well, let's talk about all of that today with Russell Quirk, his political commentator. Uh, later in the show, Justin Urquhart-Stewart, the economist and chairman of Regionally Investment Platform, will be joining us to give his top and worth throughout the show as well. Uh, good morning to you, Russell. Good morning, Julia. Um, budget day, you know, oh, big, exciting day. You know, it's our Oscars. So Oscars here in the uh, uh, in the world of uh, world of Westminster. Um, the front pages today are pretty much all going with the latest big announcement, which is this uh, more free childcare to get parents back in jobs. Don't like the use of the word free. Someone's paying for it. Well, we are. Yes. Somewhere along the line. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure I agree with the word exciting. Really. I mean, <laughs> okay. I, I do remember. Look, I'm trying to pick up the show. <laughs> no, I know Come on, Russell. You're, you're trying to fill in for Jeremy Hunt's kind of <laughs> lack of um, lack of enthusiasm, I think. Yeah, there, there's not much in it. I mean, there's some sticking plaster stuff. There's some bits and bobs, I would say. Uh, and of course, he's labelling this as his back to work budget. Um, but actually, I would suggest to him that if you really want to create work, well, then you don't increase corporation tax from 19 to 25 percent, because that is not an incentive to businesses that is a disincentive to businesses so yeah. maybe he might like to start there this year I think is very much going to be a jam tomorrow budget this is very much bearing in mind the conservative if you the conservatives if you remember are supposed to be tax cutters they're supposed to be a party that doesn't like tax very much well we keep being well, told we're not seeing that Jeremy Hunter Richie Sunak constantly says this is the bit I don't get about the child care thing um so currently you've got 30 hours of free childcare for one for, for three and four-year-olds. It's going to be extended at a cost of £4 billion to the Exchequer. Bearing in mind, we are currently uh, borrowing, was it £130 billion? Or be a little bit less. Um, or be a bit less, but either way. So, but, but again, any new money is coming out of borrowing, hmm. which, we, which, we have which to isn't pay back. free. We have to pay back, and we pay back with our taxes. So we just need to be clear about it. So, um, But it's being extended from three and four-year-olds to one and two-year-olds. So pretty much every child from one to priest to till school will have an access to three, 30 hours of free childcare. Now, it will be available to um, even families who, between them, earn £200,000 a year. And you wouldn't think they were struggling for childcare I'm costs, I'm thinking they could you? probably manage 
managed to pay their insurance. Now, when I was uh, went back to work, uh, my daughter, we were entitled to, um, I, I think, 11 hours of, of free childcare. Again, free childcare. But at the time, it was only £2.50 an hour. Mm. That was what it covered. I don't know about you. I don't know what your childcare costs if, you, if you've got young kids. It ain't £2.50 an hour. Um, mine was about £10 an hour even then. Uh, and she's 16 now. Um, and basically, so it had to be subsidised by people for the extra hours. Now, I, I, did, I didn't see, frankly, why I should be given any help with my childcare, but I wasn't going to uh, not take it if it, if it, if it was available. Um, but, but even the, the three and four-year-olds now, the, the, the childcare they get, it's only an allowance of £4.90 per hour. Okay. Well, that doesn't cover well, minimum wage. Yeah. I mean, actually, the cost per hour is seven pound fifty. So that's being made up. So, so it's a lie. The, the, the you know the the, the, the free local nurseries they cut the state nurseries. It's not going to cover, cover nursery it. costs, of course. And, yeah, exactly. And we see again and again, and it's largely women. They work in nurseries. They're paid a pittance. Mm-hmm. Um, the the the, uh, the 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 parents are paying a fortune. Um, the loads of childcare providers closing down all the time because they can't cover their costs. Where is all the money going? We have. Twice the OECD average cost of childcare. Mm. Twice. Well, well I, I guess look, it's going to some of those nurseries. I mean, some of them clearly are doing very well for themselves. But I'd also suggest that a lot of this is going in tax because if people are yeah. earning OK mm. and, uh, you know, the nurseries are taking lots and lots of money, because we are now taxed more as a nation than we ever, ever have been, I suggest it's, it's rather going there. Um, but it does seem ludicrous. Maybe this, um, we could be forgiven for thinking this is maybe electioneering to Middle England, Julia. Um, yes, but again... <sighs> The one of the problems is people can't afford their childcare because they've got so many extra costs. They, they're, they're very highly taxed, even on average incomes. People who are sensibly are, you know, are, are earning good money. Um, certainly, if they're living, I mean, certainly in the southeast. But again, I think the Midlands and north of countries is happening as well. They are struggling to pay their their housing costs, their heating bills, and all of that. Um, everything is going up in cost. Um, so, so what we're doing, we've got a situation where we don't encourage, you know, we don't make it easier for people to get their own home. Um, they they they're paying huge amounts in in, in tax to subsidise housing benefit. What's that? Thirty billion a year now for other people um, who can't afford it. Um, and um, and, and, and then we're going to have to subsidise their childcare, which is made more expensive by the fact we've got so much regulation around it. What we seem to be constantly doing is we make life as expensive and difficult for people as possible. Mm. And then we say, let's subsidise it by adding on more taxes to people who are already struggling to, to pay for it all. It, it seems to me to be the wrong way of going about things. Well, I, I hate to get all political, but I think it's, it's very much a left-leaning philosophy, isn't it? That the big state will look after you. So give us all your money and we will give yeah. it back to you drip by yes. drip. That is exactly as we what decide. this is. I mean, surely the best way to make sure that people can afford such things as childcare is, for instance, to slash fuel duty. Now, it looks like today what the Chancellor is going to do is to retain that 5p cut that was introduced mm. last time. Uh, and of course, it has been frozen periodically over the last 11 years. But if Well, the we norm were... now is it, it is untenable for any Chancellor to end the freeze. Yes, because then on he's the one duty. that's done it. And of course, so that, that's lasted for about 11 years or so. We have this incredible injustice, though, where VAT is charged on top of the duty. Yeah. So we literally have a tax on top of a tax. Yeah. So I would suggest if we took, let's say, I don't know, 50% of fuel duty, that would filter down to all of us in terms of what we put in the tank, but it would also filter through to every other goods that we buy yeah. in shops well, because, as of course, of the transport costs. Seen, exactly. And that would allow people enough money maybe to pay for their own childcare. Yeah. We, don't, we don't need to tax it and give it back. But, but also, getting back to the childcare issue, there are an awful lot of um, people, and let, let's be honest, you know, it's not the BBC, mostly mums. Call me old-fashioned. I'm a strong career woman, but I was one who wanted to stay home with my daughter. Um, I went back to work uh, sooner than I wanted to just because of 
Tony Blair decided he was about to resign, and we didn't have a political editor on my paper. And I, I, I you know, and, and, and I, you jumped I, in. I, I genuinely, I regret that decision. I regret. I wish I'd taken a few more months. Um, uh, you know, which I'd saved up for. Um, but um, you know, and, and I've always said to women since you take take the year maternity leave, take it. You'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. But most women do actually get back to work around the six month mark, is it because they can't afford uh, to have any more time out? Um, no, but the, but the thing is, what about the mums and the couples who you know who do want to uh, be at home? You know, it's not the worst thing in the world. That, that mums, these normally mums, want to be with their kids until they are, say, two or three, go to nursery, some till five. Now, I'm not saying that I want to, as a taxpayer, I want to subsidise um, families who can't make ends meet because only one of them's working. Um, um, and, and I want it to be a situation that if mums want to go back to work and keep their careers going and, and or, you know, work part time, that they're able to do so because the childcare doesn't use up the entire net income they've got from income. But, and I understand all of that. But there is an element where, again, we're just constantly saying that, you know, kids are much better off not with their mums and dads. Mm. Well, and again, I go back to the tax point. If we were taxed less, then again, they would have the incentive and the ability perhaps for only mm. one parent to, to work and one to stay Which at is home. the norm, by the way, in Germany. Yeah, Germany. But, I mean, it's, it's. I don't remember. You know, okay, Germany got a lot of problems with their economy right now with the energy and things. But generally, we regard Germany as a really strong economy. It is quite the norm that that mums with children, certainly preschool, even primary school, do not work. Yeah, I think the big question for me is, and of course, look, this is splashed across the front pages, as I'm sure we'll go through. Insofar as this preschool childcare in back to work budget incentive, will it actually make any difference? Yeah. Particularly at four ninety five an hour, is it just a headline as we've become used to politicians? Uh, do just, do, do families just make the choices they want to make. Would it make a difference in terms of actually incentivising people to get back to work? I'm not sure. Just finally, before we leave the budget, uh, lots of other things to talk about. An increase in the pensions lifetime allowance uh, that's uh, going to be raised, we understand, from 1 million back up to where it was previously 1.8 million a year, a lifetime. Now, most people could never dream of earning that amount in their lifetime, let alone being able to put that away in their pension fund. However, for higher earners, um, uh, so top you know, GPs, um, and particularly the public sector, you know, GPs and NHS consultants, that means that effectively, and there's two million uh, people in total who'd be affected by this, a lot of them to say, well, there's no point me working. I'm having to pay a 55p tax rate uh, mm. just on what goes in the pension. I've got it on my NHS contract, requires me to do that. It's just not worth my while carrying on working. Loads of people thinking of retiring in the next couple of years because of that. If that will make a difference and keep really strong, you know, really, really you know, highly qualified people in the uh, in the work, uh, in, in the marketplace for another 10 years, that's that's a good move, isn't it? No, no, I think this is a good move. It's only returning it to where it was. It's not as if yeah. it's new money as such. Uh, but it is quite a chunk, you know, that extra £800,000, the yeah. tax on that £800,000, £200,000 free money, big inverted commas. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, this might work. I don't think it will work in terms of re-incentivising those that have decided not to go back to work, back into work, but it might help okay. in terms of future people. Brilliant. Right, well, lots more to talk about, including uh, that uh, US drone uh, down by a Russian jet uh, and uh, we're also going to be talking about the strikes coming up as well today. This is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories an outspoken opinion The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.